Raw, unfiltered, and unpredictable. That is the No Chill Podcast. Every episode, you're getting an hour long of the most dynamic personalities in the NBA. Gilbert Arenas, all-star, all-NBA. We know him. He also is all-opinion and has no chill at all times. Made a name for himself lighting up scoreboards. Now he's continuing to light it up with Kevin Durant, Nick Young, Matt Barnes, Ice Cube, all kinds of top guests coming soon on the podcast. Every episode, Gilbert Arenas shares his unique perspective on the game, who's playing it, the personalities involved, everything in between. You never know what they're going to say next. Co-host and producer Mike Botticello is Gil's wingman. He worked in the NBA circuit for over a decade. They dig into hot topics, trends, and burning questions. New episode drops every single Monday. That's a day early on Himalaya. If you get your podcast wherever you get them available, you can get a day early on Himalaya. So listen to the No Chill podcast on Himalaya. trying to watch it though but I but I did fell asleep because I was freaking exhausted. Did you buy in it? Uh I mean <sighs> he was hanging out with them kids. What like what is what is there to buy, right? Like how often are people just hanging out with kids? Just exclusively. Right. It, it was you know, weird. how weird. often are people spending intimate time with kids who aren't their own, right? Did you like, see that, uh, right? That's an indictment in and of itself to me, like that you were always uh, with these kids. Did you yeah. see the... Uh, and no, no You know adults. the guy, the guy, did you find... Um, wait, oh, that's, that's odd, right? Because the guy who actually wrote Peter Pan did the same thing. Oh, he probably can touch her too. Did you see that Johnny Depp movie there? Finding, I think it was called. You're thinking of Pirates of the Caribbean. Finding Neverland. <laughs> I think it's called Finding Neverland, right? Oh yeah, that's the yeah, that's the Johnny Depp version. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and he was the same. He was similar type dude who liked kids. I mean, Michael Jackson had one of the most like he had an incredibly fucked up childhood, right? Yes. Yeah. Right, makes sense. Yeah. Wait, it makes uh, sense that he's fondling them. Yes. Well, not based on his childhood, that he would Absolutely. be weird, that he would have a weird relationship with children, whatever that relationship may be. But whatever it was, it wasn't normal. Well, it kind of brings it to the conversation of like, uh, who's responsible for criminal activity if you've been traumatized as a child? Right. Should um, I take this live, Jade? Yeah, I don't. I don't mind talking about yeah. this, but because <clears throat> like you could just plead insanity and get away with that, but. I don't know if the public will be okay with that. Right. Hello. <laughs> is it um, me you're looking for? Is it me? Oh, I'm back, baby. Oh, like you ever left. <laughs> what? What is that? I, 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 I more than anything. 
<laughs> Jade, I told everybody at the show who asked about you, I said you were faking it. I said it was a cri- it was a crisis actor situation that you weren't sick. There was nothing wrong with you. You just decided to build up some drama before we went to the show. I told everybody that. That's not a bad plan. The, the symbolism. <laughs> you know what? I, I got to look into that. No, I, says Jade, actually, the crisis actor. I mean, I did. <laughs> I did a, the mirror. I did it good. I was at I got the, the the props and everything. The you IV. know what I didn't see? I didn't see that IV in your arm. I saw it taped to your arm. I didn't see it in your arm. <laughs> and that gir- the guy who was carrying you on the gurney around yeah. the hospital. I recognize him. That's Wasn't Jade's that your neighbor. buddy from? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the symbolism of the hawk was uh, that was art. Yes, it was indeed. That was art. It was yeah. indeed art. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up what the hawk symbolizes. Well, I'm saying for Jade being stuck in the hospital and then the hawk was flying free. I was mm. there for 66 mm. hours. Nobody at the live show wanted to hear my story. I'll the tell, hawk. I'll tell symbolizes- it in the mailbag. The hawk symbolizes the ability to use intuition and higher vision in order to complete tasks or make important decisions, like having the vision to trick people into coming to the live show to see that maybe this is Jade's <laughs> last dance. <laughs> I was looking at the pictures that uh, that were floating around yesterday. I, I look good. I, I got to do this more often. You looked healthy. I got to go. You looked completely of, healthy. I got to go on the verge of death. More often, that's my new diet, verge of death. <laughs> There's only one way to go, but – Faking an injury. That's the only way to go. Dude. Um, Gotta do it. Was. Where did you get the Waston shirt? Is this a Kyle Nizgodsky thing? Yeah, that was a one-off. It was yeah. a... Um, did he pay what? me? Did he pay me my IP? I came up well, with Well, I didn't pay him for the shirt. I understand. But <laughs> I got my Count the Ding shirt <laughs> he, that I wore. That was a cool he, shirt. Why is, that's a great shirt. You. Why Thank he, you. He, he handed it off to me in L.A. and then we was able to, you know, what I mean, um, Dan, the man, Dan, the man Montrose had one. Yeah, it wasn't a one off. It was a twofer. Oh, oh, Dan, the Haitian homie. Yes. Yeah, he, 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 he put an order in. There Maybe was, he just gave all, all, all Haitians. A, there was Haitians a crawling all over Boston. <laughs> oh, man, it was crazy, Jade. It was Dude, crazy. When we got into, we got into Ubers, they start speaking Creole to each other. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> this really this happened two Ubers in a row. Oh, I would have died got, to see that. Got into the Uber. Well, the, so this is what happened the first time. The first Uber me and Zach got into, the dude had no idea where he was going to the point where he asked me for directions. Right. And I'm like, sir, I'm not from Boston. So I told Zach, I was like, normally when I get an Uber driver who's Haitian, I'll surprise him and say something in Creole and be like, and he's like, oh, snap. Wow. Okay. But this guy was so crappy at his job, I decided not to do that. So then our next driver... We get in the car and he does it to me immediately. He said he just knew from my name that I was Haitian. <laughs> Yo, and then uh, our DJ. Yes, Kensworth. Kensworth Yo, was a DJ. Big- Yo, he was great. He was phenomenal. Where do yeah. you get these people, Jay? They're always amazing. Let me tell you oh, the Ken- let me tell you the Kensworth story. I, I I was like, you know, I had no DJ. I asked Vic. Vic's like, I don't know anyone in Boston. And then uh, I asked Waz, Waz, like, I'll take care of it. He hit, he hit up your friend, right? And then he put you in touch with Kensworth. Turns out, though, Kensworth, he, he, Waz sends me his number. I, I text Kensworth. Kensworth says, love the show. First thing he says to me. And I was like, I was expecting this guy not to know anything about the show. And he goes, and then, and then the second thing is, I'm a Patreon. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. My buddy, my buddy who lives in Boston, like he's my age. I'm like, he's no longer of the age where he knows 
club DJs and all of that. But I was like, let me ask him anyway. And he was like, all right, send me the specs. Like, what's the quote? What's this? What's that? Blah, 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 blah. And he was like, all right, I got a guy. He's accepted the gig, blah, blah, blah. I was like, tell him Jade is about to hit him up. And um, he should be expecting a call so he can get directives for the show. And then Jade hits me back like, yo, this guy's fucking perfect. He's a fan. <laughs> I mean, and he came in like, and he, like he did not want to do anything but play music. It was yeah, amazing. Man, he wasn't like he wasn't like trying to like Talk. like hang out with us or anything. Like he was just like he just went. He wanted he, to be. He, he was what a great. pro. I yeah. was like, I was and like, he killed it too. A little too much Drake, but he killed it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was in my bag. Oh man! Every before we before we before we almost got kicked out of that Airbnb, there was so much Drake being played in that apartment. Oh my god! Oh my <laughs> so Lord. much Drake. We'll, to, we'll hit that on Friday Drowning, too. The apartment song. You and sorrows. Yeah, the apartment. The apartment's oh. a good story for Friday. You guys want to tune into the mailbag for that? So yeah. So anyway, uh, the tickets we are playing in Chicago on May May eighteenth. So the tickets go on sale on Patreon tomorrow, which would be Wednesday, March 6th. So they're going to go fast. It's only 250 seats for this venue. Mm. Did we open the price? We got to double the price, triple the price. We got to. We got to. I'm, ex- I'm so excited for Chicago. I am so Man, excited. So um, so- anyway, Ethan, you here? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, I, I am here. I'm here. I was trying to. I was trying to do two things at once. I was trying to check out the new Game of Thrones trailer and see what uh, Charlemagne asked Bernie Sanders. Those are the two things yep, I was trying to are, do in the background. Those are the two things to do on a Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Did you two have a hard time seeing anything, Ethan? Because I, I, I don't know if my screen was too dark, but I couldn't make out anything in that trailer. Yeah. I don't, I don't want you to. I felt like I was at a campfire. It, it was uh, not great visibility, not great visibility. And also, I just think it's going to be trash. I'm going to watch it. Ah, they, 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 they've, they've gone off the rails. They don't have Here the source go. material. They don't have the source material. I've been saying this for years, guys. Come on. You say it's trash, and then like the next week you're like, wow, this is the best show I've ever seen. Well, relatively speaking, it's great still, but it's not <laughs> relative the, to its first season. Wh- why, why are people reacting to me like I said something uh, heretical? No, I mean, because the he, last season was bad. Yeah, we all agree. Yes. Last season was, was, was mediocre. Can't even remember it. It was fine. I think it was fine. I think it was fine. But I do think all the stuff that people complain about, like, wait, how'd they get here so fast? It's like, yo. Narrative convenience. Yeah, relax. Yeah, yeah. They're tired of doing the show. So they cut the season down to seven episodes or six or whatever it was instead of the customary 10. That's why the season felt like that. They could have gave you all that in-between stuff. But they just like, guys, we've made this our lives for the last eight years. Every single day we're doing this damn show. So I understand why they cut the season short. Who wants to watch two hours of people riding on a horse, right? Yeah, man, go watch Lord of the Rings. You want that stuff. Like, I'm not... I don't. I want. It, I want action. I want action. Yeah, that's what I like, want. I want dragons. It's I want just like fights. everything on that show is just leading up to the main event of the White Walkers verse. It's kind of like everyone's just waiting for this uh, LeBron season to end so we can get to the 29th. Oh, I like. I like me some. I like me some. Uh, what's the capital city called? <laughs> Damn it, Jay didn't bite. All right. King's Landing. King's King, Landing. I, I like me some King's Landing dialogue. That's what I like. Yeah. Like, oh no, sir! I'm all about Dorn. No, no, I'm not I, all about. See, whenever, <laughs> whenever the Khaleesi stuff comes up, I'm just I, I, I'm bored. 
I'm just I'm, I don't, well, I don't it's just this. it takes eight minutes to get through her nicknames that she gave <laughs> I said a long time ago she's like the the old dirty bastard of 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 Game of Thrones because she just gives herself so many nicknames. Yeah. There, that is cool, though, when you're rattling off all of your nicknames and you're very confident you have power. I, I think I am in favor of that move generally, even though I do agree that it takes some time. Okay. Hey, uh, what is that poster We're going to start calling us? Ethan. What's it's Jesus. Uh, it's Jesus. Jesus and it's Obama. Jesus Christ, yeah. Okay. Right. It's Jesus and Obama. You know. He's in a Haitian house right now. I, I, I think we should probably talk basketball, but eventually I will want to return to uh, Bernie Sanders on uh, the breakfast club and this general phenomenon. It, it's just, it's not political. It's part of my whole philosophy that PR people know nothing and are the biggest idiots in the world. And I'm, I'm, I'm just probably going to want to Whoa. touch on that eventually. But wow, we should talk about it. said Rich Kleinman. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> no, Raymond Ritter, how could you do that to her? I pop it over here. Okay, I'll get it out of the way and then we can talk basketball. It's part of my thing where, where I talk about these scandals where celebrities apologize and they shouldn't. It's just because PR people are not terribly creative on average and just go with, oh my God, people are mad. We got to do something. Let's apologize. I, I, I think that this is the new thing for political advisors where – Look, I, I love Charlemagne. I think he's the best interviewer in America. I would never, ever, 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 ever send my politician to get grilled on live radio by Charlemagne. This is a terrible idea. It didn't work out for Hillary. She started talking about how she has hot sauce in her bag. It was cringy. It didn't work out for Kamala. Maybe it's going to work out for Bernie, but I don't know. Don't don't send the old man to get grilled on live radio by Charlemagne. Literally so- anything could happen. He's so spicy. He's got Hold so on. much fire. Did something happen? Did something happen? Or are you? I don't, I don't know. Waiting to listen. Ethan is just like he's gonna it's, be fine. It's almost he's impossible cool. for you to pull out a W in that instance. Yeah. So you yeah. just shouldn't Char- do it. He he will ask you anything. He, he will the ask. The thing is, he doesn't you have to do it. You know what I'm saying? He's, he, he will ask you if you ever had sex boat. with a girl and didn't call her back the next day. He he will ask you anything and there's just I, the the upside is less than the downside. So it's fascinating to see a third politician, uh, a third presidential candidate, try this out. Maybe it'll work for Bernie. I just I I, I don't get what these advisors are doing. I, I understand there's a big audience, but it's 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 crazy to me. It's crazy. Ethan Sherwood Luntz, love it. I'm just. It, well, okay, so another Breakfast Club. Let's just talk Breakfast Club for about an hour today. Um, it's interesting to me that they have such a massive audience, but they don't get that 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 kind of come up that other people who are popular on the internet and have a big audience get. I don't see anybody coming to them and say, here's your HBO show, here's your Showtime show, and what's up with – I mean if you look at the numbers, they could interview anybody and it gets millions of views on YouTube. Right. Why isn't somebody giving Charlemagne a talk show? I mean, he's had talk shows before, though. Like, he's had stuff on MTV and this, this, that, and the third. And and he's got, like, a million jobs, too. That's what I think it is. I think he just has so many jobs that he doesn't care. Too many jobs for Charlemagne. Yeah, how much, how much money is he making from all those jobs as opposed to would one TV show paycheck, you know, replace all that? And isn't it also the platform to ask the questions, like you said, he could ask, like – sleeping with women and stuff like that like he's he if he goes to somebody else they might ask him to fit I mean, into a box that he can't fit into what could i mean wouldn't netflix oh, be the spot wow. 
Netflix could be the spot. I mean, it they is want more shows like that, right? Yeah, they're trying to make weekly stuff a thing, right? So, but that's never clicked either. Like the, all of those shows that Netflix oh, no, makes fail. Well, Maybe here's he's a the celebrity to do it. Maybe they have the following to make it happen, right? Here's a question semi-related. We were talking on the group chat. I don't know if Showtime is really the spot for Dezus and Mero. Where would it be? Daisies. Would it be Dezus? Dezus? We don't. We don't have it's where. Dezus. It's Jesus Christ. Where? I mean, them, putting, them putting them on yeah, Thursday not, nights not, is not Jesus. Jesus of our lives. Not that. Not that. <laughs> <else. laughs> About Jesus and Mero. So, um, <laughs> but what would it be FX? What would be the right channel if it's not Showtime? I mean, Viceland oh. was probably the right channel, but they didn't. They couldn't cut a big enough check. You know, they got a big check for Showtime. It has to be HBO. Should have been HBO. Yeah, it has to be HBO or Showtime. That's what it has to be. I don't have a problem with Showtime. What's the problem? I don't well, they it. put them on Thursdays, which I think is weird. No, Ethan thinks, with- their, Ethan thinks their audiences are rich people. Showtime? Showtime's audience. Showtime's audience's favorite show is Billions. That's the that's the uh, that's the audience for for Showtime. It's people who um, I was going to use profanity, but I won't. But people who really love watching billionaires be billionaires, be hedge funsters, and root for those people. I view that as the Showtime audience primarily. Is that is that their audience though? I don't know if you look, if you looked at the demographics for Bomb, how many white people would be on there? All of them. <laughs> the white show. No, that's the beauty of Bomb. Bomb is like Bomb is like, hey, white people want to understand black people? Here you go. Like yeah. that's why it works. We've talked about yeah. this. That's why it works. It's a show for curious white people. Yeah. I just, I just don't see a difference between liking Billions and liking Jesus and Mero. I just don't see. Right. Uh, like I, a I don't see a disconnect. I'll have, to ask, I'll have to see if my mom watched it Friday. I know your brother did. <laughs> I liked it. I mean, I don't like the uh, the audience is is. I gotta get Showtime. I gotta get Showtime. You know, I don't need the yeah, audience. I don't have Showtime. Is there an audience there? Or is that fake laughter? Uh, they they do this weird thing where they like talk to somebody in the crowd, but I can't tell if it's a producer or an actual yeah, audience member. There's laughing. Producers. There's laughing. I like that. I like the the kind of off mic. Just a few people in the I background like laughing. Yeah. I like that. I think it's is a funny thing. Anybody, is there anybody yeah. who has Showtime but doesn't have HBO? They just go, no, I want Showtime. <laughs> You're a serial killer if that happens. If, you <laughs> if, it's included in your, if it's included in your cable package for a year, Maybe, you probably yeah. have it. Maybe. But, yeah, no, I think, I think Showtime is a richer audience because that's usually the, all right, I will get a third premium channel. Yeah. I already have HBO. I already have what probably stars for power or something like you that. You definitely have stars Netflix. for freaks. I I'm definitely, got- I'm definitely paying for ESPN Plus so I can watch the boardroom. That's that. That's going to be my extravagant. <laughs> be careful, Ethan. Speaking of TV, um, the Top Chef show that we do called Pack Your Knives. One of the guests came on yesterday, and the show is the episode's out right now. You should go listen. Pack Your Knives with me and Kevin Arnovitz and Chef Kelsey. Chef Kelsey said that on the show, when they they're on the show for six weeks, they're not allowed to use a watch or a clock. What? They don't. They're not allowed to bring a watch to their rooms to the what? show. They're not allowed. It's all Vegas. Like everywhere where they go, they take away the clock so that they have no concept of time. And the, but all their That's competitions are timed, right? Yes, but like when they go back to their room, they're not they they can't have access to TV. They can't bring books. They can't bring recipes. What they do can't they do. They, 
This is survive. They write, they have a journal that they're only allowed to write in a journal to keep them sane. Isn't that wild? You know what this is setting them up for? It's setting them up to become, what was that show, Treasure Island? Where just a bunch of people went to an island and, and banged each other? And that, like, I think that's what it's setting up. Shutter Island? No, not <laughs> Shutter Island. Caprio? That's different. That's a different one. We got duly appointed federal yeah. marshals. So they, what would happen was, is like Treasure Island. Kelsey would wake up in the middle of the night and it's dark and she wouldn't know whether it was like midnight or five in the morning and she just had to guess. And sometimes she'd wake up thinking it's five and go like make breakfast, but it was midnight. And so she's just waiting for people to wake up and nothing would happen. Do you they, know how like they that just come in and wake you up? Hoop idea. Yes. Hoop idea. Hoop idea. Let's just do this with basketball. Let's just have the shot clock not visible to the players and see what happens. <laughs> just intuition. Like, I think I'm at 20 seconds. Temptation yeah. Island. Thank oh, you, there we Angela. Go. Thank you. Zach, That's what it was. Zach, I, I looked, I was trying to Google it and I found Sex Island and Love Island were both Sex shows. Island? <laughs> oh, send me the DVDs, baby. I actually, I think I've been to that website. Wait, I, is it the that. Bachelor, the Bachelor one called? Um... Bachelors in Paradise. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. That's Sex Island. That's cool. Bachelor, Bachelors in Paradise. I, I or I think Bachelor in Paradise is. I think this it has, is. This is one hundred percent orange juice. Do is this true? There's no way that's true, right? Uh, it could be easily true. Why wouldn't it be? What else? I just is don't it? believe any of it. I don't know. The current Bachelor looks like um, a doppelganger for Blake Griffin. Like I, I see him, and I'm just oh, like, that is like, that looks like Blake Griffin. Right. Current Bachelor. Let's see. Let's look this up. Current The Bachelor. He's a black ginger. I think he just has the same. He just looks like Blake, but he's a virgin, which is different. Um, this like There's no way. How old is he? I don't know. He's like, actually his name's Colton. He might be a virgin. Uh, yeah, he got, I can see this Blake Griffin thing. I don't think it's all that close. Well, I could but of it. all NBA players, you were going to give a doppelganger to that dude. It is the Detroit guy. Hold on, let me remember what Matt Carroll looks like. Oh, he's the uh, he's an analyst for the Charlotte Hornets. Did you know that? He's one of the most unstoppable players in 2K history. It's a wet jumper. Uh, can we get the show started? Because I got to get out at what? one. Yeah, we should start the show. What? Is this one of those things where, okay, so if this guy is a virgin and it's religious, we go, okay, we get it. But if he isn't religious, what do we do with that? Are we being weird and judgmental? Yes, by 100%. Saying, yes. what, what, 100%. What's going on? Are you kidding me? What's going on? You're what's going on? not to have sex? What's up? You're 27. What's going on? What's the deal? Yeah, there's a scandal about to break out. About 13 years to go before a movie gets made about him, so. Sorry. I don't. I don't. <laughs> such yes. <a> bad joke. <laughs> um, that I don't believe. I don't believe he's a virgin. I don't think anyone's doing that. I. I in the AC. You believe that he's a virgin. I don't believe it. That he. I think it's. They say it's because it's a TV show. I'm just not buying it. You're not like, buying. It's it. a good love. You're, a good you're basically love do, doing but... the Silicon Valley. This guy fucks. That's what you're yeah. doing. You made it on TV. <laughs> Um, okay.
I doing? That LeBron. <laughs> oh, what about LeBron? Guys, I got some stats for you guys if y'all want to start there. Yes. Yeah. What's the stats? Give me the stats. Since, since LeBron came back from the, the groin injury, right? And I'm going to I'm gonna count that Golden State game that he took off for managing his load. The Lakers have the 29th worst net rating at negative 8.4. They're four and nine. They were, they were treading water while he was out. Like, I mean, as well as you could expect missing him and Lonzo and I think Josh Hart was hurt. Rondo was hurt. They've been abysmal since he came back. Like he's he, clearly, he's not healthy. Really a little two week period where you guys were caping so hard for Josh Hart. Like, Oh my God, he's a new superstar. Remember that? <laughs> He was waste of time that was. Don't remember that at all. Definitely basketball Twitter approved. (laughs) If you did well at summer league, you are now the hipster NBA star. (laughs) That's That's all it takes. That's That's all all it takes. He's gonna have to go back to summer league. I think he's gonna need another year. Sounds like someone's shredding a guitar over there, Tom. It's definitely. I've got. I've got a leaf. They're trying to sell the house next door, and so they're blowing all the leaves next door. And you blowing them into your yard. Creed moving in. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like it. Eddie Van Zant. Yeah, it's just. It's a nice sound effect. I've got a. I've got a an issue over it because they're blowing they're blowing leaves onto my deck guys they're blowing leaves onto my deck <laughs> go yell at them go yell at them right now Tom, leave the, leave the, mic the on. culture Tom lives in out there is just different from mine where when I visited him every house has a college football flag uh, of some SEC school on on, on their house. It, it was just – I kind of liked it. I kind of wish that there was some sort of equivalent we did out here. We're basically Game of Thrones here. It's just everyone has flags in, in front of their How do they house, then castles. look at, at your Wake Forestness? They can't like that. If they're a bunch of SEC homes, they can't like that. I mean, do the Lakers care about the Sacramento – I mean, actually, they do. Yeah. <laughs> That's where they are. That's where they are right now. Um, this is Tom, an ugly Tom, situation. What level of guitar hero are you on right now? <laughs> uh, I, I'm trying not to talk because it's yeah. All right. This is ugly situation with the Lakers. I was out, uh, not really out, but I was at a bar last night with uh, some friends of mine, some Laker fans, and uh, it's 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 bad, folks. It's it's not good. <laughs> well, how yeah. does it? This how just in cleaned up. How does this mess get cleaned up long term? What happens? They have That's they signed somebody this summer. Yeah, they That's signed somebody it. this summer. They make a trade. Boom, you're back. They have you're to fine. have better players on the team. I think a lot of it. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that LeBron knows he can't win. Like he knows he can't win. Like he knew he couldn't win with that Cleveland team last year. It's a lot of the. It's the same exact apathy, honestly. He wasn't playing defense last year. He was turning it off and on, like I said already before, to the point even in the Pacers series, he was alternating in between games of, all right, I'm going full LeBron mode here. Like, he just has been disengaged with teams that he doesn't feel like has a chance to win. Like, this team, he doesn't feel like has a chance to It doesn't seem like he, he does. Or well, it's all the stuff we said this summer, right? They didn't sign any shooters. They got all these... The, these I, I don't think tough-minded 
They were way before. They were even I mean, before. Like, okay, I so maybe th- th- this isn't looking forward, but just how painful is it from a Laker fan perspective that you could have made D'Angelo Russell happy, not angered his agent, and then also gotten Paul George? Maybe they don't know why, about all that. I why, don't do know. We, why do we assume that D'Angelo Russell would be this player if he had stayed on the Lakers? Well, yeah, it, I don't think he would. Okay, but you didn't have to anger his agent and then thwart Paul George coming there. It, it, it just seems like there's another, it's just got to be painful to see him as an all-star, see Paul George on the thunder, see Anthony Davis not traded after the strong arming. It's uh woo. It's, All right. Let's say, <laughs> let's say, let's say this summer they trade for Bradley Beal and they sign Kawhi Leonard. Do we still wonder like if they should have pissed off Paul George's agent? Honestly, no. I think, right? I think like I mean that, I think that's we're, a, we're complaining about this because it's Braun. Like at the end of the day, it's like we gotta nitpick everything that happens around. I think it. we're complaining about it because it's boring. That's yeah, why. like this, that this was talking about on the Daily Ding last night, and I brought up this point. I don't I don't want to absolve LeBron of blame in this in this comeback since the injury, but as Dave was alluding to, they're I think twenty seventh in defense. Since he came back and twenty fourth yeah. in offense, at least that was going into last night's game. I don't, I don't know what it was after that. And so you look at him. There's no effort on defense, and I mean even less than before. Like there's no effort, and I do wonder if his groin isn't right. You know, if it's not completely healthy, then why are you going to make those efforts on defense and risk re-injuring it? Like I, I do think that's a factor not, in it. Not only that, Zach, but this has been going on for the last three years. But he had Kyrie and Kevin Love to right, hide for exactly, it. exactly. So but now he doesn't. This level, though, right? Like it's the defenses have been in the tank back. with LeBron on the floor in the second half of the year every single okay, year. Yeah, Cleveland. it's fair. It just feels like it feels like it's more extreme this time. But maybe it's just because the story is more extreme. You can't crank it up. It's not. It's not more extreme this time. What? Yeah, one last year. Just, remember, Windhorst wrote the article of like, "Hey, LeBron's conserving energy on defense. That's why he's not doing anything." You know, like that. Like these stories were happening, but. The Cavs were going to make the playoffs, and now the Lakers aren't, so we got to point fingers. And the other thing here is I feel like we all had this take. We all expected this to happen uh, this summer when they got their free agency signings where Michael Beasley, Rajon Rondo, Lance Stevenson, and JaVale McGee. And now it, because it's happening, we have to react, and it feels like, Guys. oh, yeah. Tom, let's be honest about this. This fall happened. No, wait a second. Tom, no, 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 no. Yeah. Tom, Tom, Tom's, in, Tom's insane. I'm, I'm responding to what Tom just said. No, no. It's because they, they they tried to trade the entire team for Anthony Davis in this giant shit show, circus show. Then it got stopped, and now it's all awkward. Now it's a massive news story. That's what did it. That's that why is, we're all paying attention. That locker room is bad. Yeah, but Ethan, the, those guys were on the trade block basically since the moment that LeBron got there. Like yeah, that Anthony what, Davis announced it. Like this, I did it. They're like, holy shit! Now they want to trade me. Like they were, they were in that, talks with Kawhi trades. They were in talks with every single thing. Like the same Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Kuzma. Those that same group was the same people that they were talking about trading for Kawhi. No, was, it's it's Amen. different once it's happening in season. Amen. It's different. Yeah. It's different at this that point. You, when you're right, 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 and right. you're playing with this dude and you're in the locker room with him, then all of a sudden these trade rumors become every minute. That becomes different. Let's 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 look at the starting lineup for LeBron James. Okay, last night against the Clippers, Rajon Rondo, Kyle Kuzma, Reggie Bullock, and Javale McGee. I don't care. Hey, Rajon Rondo's what, a champion. I don't huh? care what trade demand happened a month before that. If you got those guys starting on your team, it's not going to be good. 
It's not going to be good. So, like, yes, there is a distraction with the Anthony Davis trade demand and the Rich Paul and the Adam Silver not doing um, uh, whatever Anthony Davis is doing, right? But at the end of the day, they got nobody. Hey, they got Tom, nobody. Tom, Tom, I, you know I would argue it's is? not just Tom. a distraction. It's not just a distraction. They missed out on Anthony Davis. There aren't just a bunch of Anthony Davis. Yeah, but they were, but they were the, never, they were never going to get him yeah. in season. They were what never going to get him mean? in season. What like, does missing out on Anthony Davis mean? Like, what could they have done differently? Well, no, I think the expectation shocked. They're right? not going to get him. I mean, I would be shocked if they get okay, him. Okay, cool. But what I'm saying is, what were they supposed to do besides put all their players on the trade block? No, no, no. <laughs> like, I'm saying what it's, could it's they everything. have done differently? I've seen it's everything. It's a combination of bad elements where they didn't get Paul George. They thought they were, they were going to get Paul George. They didn't get Paul George, right? Um, they didn't get Anthony Davis. They really wanted to. They made this desperation play. Now there's the locker room awkwardness and everything else, and we can debate how much that matters or doesn't matter. Now you're seeing some real age on LeBron. You're seeing him oh, actually be a little bit vulnerable. I don't Just see I don't, his, what do you? What do the two things have to do with each other? I'm saying that the situation – is not very good. I take I take out. exception. I take exception with I, with you saying I, they missed out on Anthony Davis. That's like saying I missed out on Eva Mendez. Like it was never going to happen. Like that's not what happened. And, and it, put themselves and, in this position. <laughs> Why did they leverage themselves to that extent? Because they have LeBron and they have Lakers hubris, and they thought, oh well, LeBron always goes and gets his guy in a trade. What? Well, of course, he's going to get his guy. Like, I'll put it this way. Does this seem like an organization that's particularly well run? No. I mean, they're fine. This is they're, no, no, no. They're, it is so overblown how that they've been poorly run. They cleared the cap space to get LeBron James, and they're in position to trade for another star and sign another star. Like they're in good position. They but every decision that they've made until now, besides getting LeBron for like the last four years, is questionable at best. That was before Magic. They that didn't was before Magic. Bron- that was Jim Buss. Ron signed that. Including them. this season. Why did they trade Zubots for nothing? Why did they trade Zubots for Rascala? What is shit it about Zubots? Okay. Zubots <laughs> is meaningless. We know, you know we're going to – this is the same shit y'all did with Josh Hart, and I'm not having with Zubots. He's a marginal player who might no, be Zach. a decent rotation player oh. on a good team. He's not good. Fuck this. Like, Zubots but doesn't vacuum, matter. That trade doesn't make any sense. In a vacuum, sense. Back, a vacuum he's not George. good. Can we go back to Paul George yes. for a second? Yes, I, I like uh, that. Rant. The Paul George, the Paul George stuff, because you got to take this stuff in pieces. They missed out on Paul George. You can say that. What what happened? What seemed to be coming out of the Paul George camp was you guys weren't willing to trade Brandon Ingram for me, and therefore OKC could come like OKC could be like, look, we went all in for you. You like Russ. We got a nice environment for you. You don't have to be this big star. And he stayed with them. But he was hurt that they didn't trade for him in the first place, that they didn't send the boat to go get him. Mm -hmm. And OKC was able to explain to him, like, look, the Lakers are treating you like some little second fiddle. Now they're thinking about LeBron and AD. You are not a Laker priority. In OKC, you're a priority. So if the Lakers said, yo, we've moved on from... Remember, this is back when Kobe was still around. They were talking about Paul George and what he and bringing him in, right? So we've moved on from Paul George being the most sexiest thing that we could possibly get to come to our team to shit. We got LeBron. We might could get KD. Shit, Kawhi's on the trade block. They moved on from him. They moved yeah. on from him. And that's why he stayed with OKC. Right. And he sounded like a... 
favorable deal for also, OKC. Like Paul George is a weird cat though. We got well, was that. They, they, like, was if you have like let's say you have a chance to get Paul George right, and it's a 50-50 chance, and you let's say you have a thirty percent chance to go get Kawhi Leonard. I'd rather rather that thirty percent to go get Kawhi than that fifty percent to go get Paul Especially George. Especially like, last player. summer. We, all right, yeah. but we're also we're also operating under the assumption that that Paul George would become this. We're, right. It's a little bit of retroactive determinism, right? Right, Ethan? Yes. Is that right? Uh, creeping determinism. Creeping right? determinism. <laughs> but Paul George. I thought creeping determinism good. was was at a live show. So like now <laughs> we know that Paul George is is uh, unbelievable. May not be the MVP candidate. Zach, you know, has been he's been he's been caping for Paul George uh-huh. number one MVP this he whole season. He couldn't carry Giannis's jockstrap. We're going to pretend <laughs> he's the Paul George. But he's the MVP. But here. like I, I understand when a guy breaks his leg like that and you're not sure you haven't seen it, him being the, the superstar again that you might not want to give up Brandon Ingram who at that point was 19 years old and may have been a, a, a star, he, right? He could have been anything. He could have become Paul George. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so I feel like now we're looking back hindsight 2020 and saying you obviously make that deal for, for I Ingram. I love that person. Simpsons line. <laughs> well, it's well, not even about the obvious guy. thing, but some people oh, would say, guy. sorry to cut you off. No, some people would say it's your job to have the foresight. Right. Right. That's fair. When you can for Paul George. That's what some people would argue. And by the way, if I was Paul George, I'd be making that argument too. But isn't this like, a good really? example? This is a great example of how young players, and I'm I mean the ones who aren't like clear cut stars, right? Like Kevin Durant. But young players are overvalued. Draft picks are probably overvalued. Like how many of them never pan out? Always, yeah. My buddy is a draft nihilist, and the more I look at this man, like the more I'm like, yeah, man, trade that pick unless it's Zion Williamson. Who cares? The draft is. What I mean, I'm point of the I, draft. I, I think there's more going on like than Paul that. George into your into your orbit. If you want to say so, Paul George had a clip, and by the way, Ethan's right in the sense that Paul George could have signed with the Lakers last year, yes. and he didn't. <laughs> like that he didn't even give him a chance that. though. Like I think I mean this goes to, this goes to Dave's point. Well, I don't know about. I that. just remember. Maybe. Look, I I I don't want to get aggregated. I just remember the scuttlebutt at that summer league was effective effectively that the Lakers and Paul George's agent not the best terms. That might have been a no. factor. And frankly, and again, I don't want to get aggregated. The other teams in the league do not like how the Lakers do business right now. They don't oh, yeah. like them. I like. They, I like. They that don't. Ethan, they, Ethan, Ethan thinks that I don't want to get aggregated. Is the same yeah. thing as this is off the record. It's a magic <laughs> spell. <laughs> it's a magic spell. Yeah, that's that's when they won't be paying attention. The aggregators. When I say, "Hey, I don't want to get aggregated," uh, that's when they'll tune out. That's when they'll step away and make themselves a sandwich. When I no, say that, this is <laughs> yeah, to yeah. Tom and Dave's point of like. For me, I would always take I would always make the trade and give up the assets to go get the guy. That way you can put him in your culture, you can put him in the team and you can yep. re-sign him. It's why I think the Celtics, even say the Celtics lose Anthony Davis or lose Kyrie Irving this summer, I would trade for Anthony Davis anyway. I'd give right. up the assets. I would yep. bring him into my culture and say, Hey, we're winning a shitload of games in the East. You sure you want to lose this? Yeah, like that's what I would hands, do. Man. You can better. always go get more assets. You can't always go get another superstar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A bird yeah. in the hand is is worth two in the bush. And and honestly, like there's the whole CBA ramifications of having the guy in house as well. Right. You have his bird rights. Well, I, I do think with, <laughs> like with, that with matters Ky- with, with Kyrie and the Celtics. It's sort of different with Anthony Davis and the Celtics because Kyrie is just coming off. You know, say what you want about Cleveland, but uh, a, a team that was always fighting at the finals level, uh, a pretty good stadium, packed house. 
uh, a lot of renown. Like, but it's chance, Cleveland. But but, but there is this chance that Anthony that. Davis, after saying that he doesn't want to come to Boston, he shows up there. He goes, "Oh, this, this arena is kind of full. The, right. whoa, there are actually fans. There there, there are fans here. Whoa, they, whoa, that's the team's kind of a big deal. People kind of talk about the team. Like, there's a chance that the difference between playing in New Orleans and playing in Boston." is enough that maybe you woo him. Maybe. Yeah, but I think oh. you could probably see that about LA too, right? You it's not like they won't have is, Anthony Davis this jerseys is the thing, everywhere. This is the thing about Boston and all the, the media worship of Ainge and his cutthroat GMing <laughs> and all of that shit, right? Like, the bottom line is, I know for a fact Kyrie Irving would be happier be playing with Paul George or Kawhi Leonard than Jason Tatum and um, Jalen Brown right now. And those deals were there to be yep. made for Boston. Yep. They never did it. Well, right? you can't but move Terry Rozier. You, by the way, yeah, Terry yeah. Rozier was. And they don't, get a, they don't get nearly the amount of shit that the Lakers get for not pulling exactly. the trigger on those guys. Exactly. Mm. Or, or just straight up not having them, right? Like, you can say what you can't say about the Lakers is that they didn't try. <laughs> right? Like, they were right, like, yeah. oh, no, and no, no. Tried Josh poorly. can't go. Yeah. They may have done it in a way get, that was ugly in the, in the public sphere, but Boston could could have traded for Paul George. That's they could have made a deal happen for that. You're right about you're right about that. Um, I agree with that. The only thing I would say in their defense is that when players have left Boston, they've looked a whole lot worse, and when players have left the Lakers, who, they've looked who, a whole lot better. Who? What, uh, like you keep saying this. Like who is the significant player that looks worse? Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah with Thomas. He had a Jay hip Crowder. injury. He right. has half Jay a Crowder. hip. He Jay Crowder, okay. This is Jay a back Crowder. to Evan Turner. Jay Crowder didn't look good when he was talent. in Boston. He had one okay, good year. He had one good year. Evan Turner is Evan a, Turner. It's a, it's a valid point. Brad Evan, Evan Turner has oh, been no, good Evan this year. Evan Turner is basically the, the same player this year that he was in Boston. It took him like two years to get back to this point. So when he was in Boston, hey, but, Brad Stevens well, figured out how to but use him. And then when he what what banner is up there that says we had right. Evan Turner when he yeah. was kind of okay? Yes. This uh, is where Evan Turner just shits on every mid-level player in the yes, league and tells me that they're worthless. Yes, because they don't matter. We're just talking about people that were on the Celtics that were better on the Celtics. That's it. Right. <laughs> I, just, I like this conversation. Goalpost moving. I like this conversation because I'm no longer in Boston and I don't have to act like I liked him. Uh, um, oh, is that what you were doing? <laughs> and is that what you were doing in Boston? <laughs> Danny, Danny Ainge. Um, the Departed you know, is a terrible movie. <laughs> I actually, I, a lot of people very, had it's that. It's not very take, good. It's but entertaining, I, I, but it's I, not I very like good. That. The town isn't that good either. Well, I yeah, like the town. Hold on. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm in on the town. <laughs> so, can, we, can we really fall Boston's strategy of not trading for Paul George and signing Gordon Hayward just because Gordon Hayward got hurt and turned into a shell of himself? Can we really blame them for that? I mean, there's a, there's a difference in tier between the two, but if you believe that Gordon Hayward's going to be the guy he was in Utah, right? And you can have these other guys to trade. No, I, that's a that's logic that makes sense to me. Guys, they guys, really they have the third best net rating in the NBA. Right now, their win percentage is a 50-win team. What are we doing here? Because they were supposed to win 65, Tom. But 67. because of who? Because some <laughs> someone said 65? No, I know. no, no because <laughs> Vegas said 60. Vegas, Vegas said 65. It wasn't someone. It was the most prominent uh, sports writer slash <laughs> okay. podcaster in the land. Last <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just I don't know I get I get this feeling that there's we're... got to be a rule of three with Simmons talking Celtics right <laughs> like what's the rule of three like someone's this guy says like oh yeah some nine people you're supposed to like divide by three or something like that like we gotta have a percentage to no that's hurt. like body that's like when a woman tells you your body count. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was trying to keep it a certain level. But I, I, I don't know. I just, uh, I look at this Boston situation that it's a lot of soap opera, but at the end of the day, what are we, what are we really upset about that? They're I'm mad at Tom trying to get us to underreact. This is not right. good for content. Tom. All right. Boston plays Indiana in the playoffs. They're yeah, the that's third they seed. Okay. They're Who wins wax. that series? They're going to wax Indiana. Thank you. Boss, yes. So, all right. All right. They play Philly. Wait, wait, in a wait. Series. If I may, if I may, if I may channel some Ethan Strauss on this, Pacers Celtics thing. I don't know, guys. <laughs> all right. All right. That, so, would, that would be the perfect punctuation for the Celtics man, season for them to and, lose that series. Oh my gosh. Well, they Tom, don't want to see Philly in the first round for sure. Before you move on, Tom, I think a lot of the, the, the tension is about Kyrie and that his contract is up. Like, that's a lot. If Kyrie was locked in for the next four years with this yeah. same exact season, we'd be like, ah, whatever. Like, I've watched them in money time play great against Toronto, play great against Milwaukee. Fucking, man, they look great whenever they're going up against Joel Embiid, Al Horford, and Aaron Bain specifically. Like, we'd be a lot more level-headed about this if the future wasn't so uncertain. That's fine. That's fine. If, if I think that's a lot of it. But I also think that they're 2-1 and one against the Raptors. They're one and two against the Bucks with two matter. close games. That doesn't matter. The Philly, Philly, they've had a Philly's number for the last two years. So when they get to the Eastern Conference Finals against the Milwaukee or whatever it is, they they got fifty. But 50 Tom, Tom, the sure. standard, the standard isn't then getting to the Conference Finals. The standard is they're supposed to win the most, East. Nah, they're supposed to win the East this year. Yeah, and they were supposed, supposed to, to do it handily. Yeah. You okay. know, like Milwaukee, everybody assumed that because Coach Bud would make them a better team. Everybody thought Toronto was going to be pretty good. But, you know, it's Toronto. So people are like, come on, guys, you guys do this to us every year. Um, you know, everybody knew like like that those teams would be good teams. But everybody expected Boston to be the class of the Eastern Conference to the point where the free everybody on the Warriors, all they want to say is Boston to us is the toughest team. You know, like, it's crazy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So everybody thought they were the second best team in the NBA. If you extrapolate this to this summer, and let's say they get to the Eastern Conference Finals and they lose to the Bucks, Kyrie leaves and they don't trade for Anthony Davis, then what? They, I mean, they got Scary Terry still. They yeah. still got hey, Jason Big Tatum, Al. franchise guy. They still They're got going to the Eastern Tatum. Conference Finals anyway, right? Dave, you know last saying? year they got to the Eastern Conference Finals without those two guys, too. It's still a good team. They added know. two All-Stars, right? And by the way, people are forgetting, before Kyrie went down at the end of the year, they were like 50 and 10. Like, this yeah. team was really freaking good with Kyrie Um on it last year. Like, this isn't not like just this year. They're like, oh, right. They were kicking people's asses yeah. last year. To, to <laughs> Jackie McMullen's credit, she did write an amazing story today about how the Gordon Hayward, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Catastrophe? Situation? So it's an issue, situation. The, the Gordon Hayward thing is awkward because that's a big reason why they're not as good as they, they should be. Yeah. Is that Ooh. Gordon Hayward... Yeah. Someone called him a, a better or a new version of Evan Turner. Um, Shouts the big number, but this is this is a big variable that everyone is kind of walking on eggshells. Like if they didn't have to give 20, 25 minutes to Gordon Hayward trying to force this thing to happen, they probably are better this season. They well, probably let me are. ask you guys. Let me ask you guys a question about Gordon Hayward in the locker room. How much I wonder yeah. if part of the problem in the locker room isn't that. They keep giving minutes to this guy that clearly 
shouldn't be playing the minutes that he plays. And he's well, a, and he's got obviously a lot the of coach's guys. Favorite. Well, I think coach's I think favorite. I think he's in his head quite a bit here. And I think part of the problem is, guys, he had the big injury, right? And a lot of people would just be like, hey, rub some dirt on it. But what he can't do is rise to the occasion. But you right. can rise to the occasion with Roman. <laughs> We're terrible at taking care of our health, whether it's a broken leg, bad back, bruised ego, whatever it is, just rub some dirt on it. Don't go see a doctor. I'm guilty of it myself. I got a whole bad right side of my body that I need surgery on the entire right side. Just one big surgery, sweep down. Same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman, our good friends at Roman, created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. It's a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can get diagnosed. Uh, they can diagnose you with ED. They ship medication right to your door. There are no waiting rooms, no awkward face-to-face. This face-to-face that's not awkward, you don't get that with a doctor in erectile dysfunction. That's not what happens. So none of that stuff, no uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can handle it discreetly online. No one has to know about it. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com slash B2B, fill out a brief medical onboarding, chat with the doctor, get FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Guys, go online and get checked by the doctor. Erectile dysfunction is a problem you don't have to tackle anymore. You don't have to worry about it. You just go get it taken care of with Roman. It's really easy. Free online visit. Go to GetRoman.com slash B2B. That's GetRoman.com slash B2B for a free online visit. GetRoman.com slash B2B. You can tell Zach hasn't been to a doctor because he says he just needs one big surgery. (laughs) I think that's how it works, man. Like the shoulder's messed up. (laughs) I lifted weights yesterday. My arms up, my elbow's really in pain. Yeah, Yeah. not to brag, but I went on on TV and I was like, (laughs) oh, I should lose a few pounds. (laughs) (laughs) Don't mean to brag, but I feel fat. <laughs> yeah, I feel healthy, Tom. I feel healthy. Okay. That's what it is. Hey, yeah. while we have Ethan, I want to ask Ethan this question mm-hmm. because we're about to experience the NBA playoffs without LeBron James. How is this going to affect the the business side of the NBA and whether people are going to care about the playoffs as much with no LeBron James? Not great, Bob. <laughs> it's not it's not good. Uh I would expect well let's think about it. Let's think about it because it's not like the West is really losing something overall. Uh they didn't have LeBron. So I, it, it, it's hard to I feel like it's going to be a well-rated playoffs in the West if it culminates in Thunder Warriors. I think Thunder Warriors probably is uh, that that's a monster? I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, people. Yeah, agree I'm with that. I'm with you on that's that. One. Yeah, but if it's Utah, Denver, mm, that's going to be disaster. Put eyes on. Yeah, disaster. So what about the yeah, East, you know, the uh, East, yeah, as uh, long as I think the East is so much more interesting, it may get more it's, eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, the East is more interesting, but it, you've got a bit of a situation where. The Celtics team isn't exactly beloved uh, in Boston, so that doesn't mean, that doesn't matter. I think the the shot in Freud is is what people want to tune into too. I think people will tune in for that. Yeah, it's funny because what helped the NBA out last year, the NBA after a, a couple down seasons for ratings had an uptick, and I think that uptick was directly correlated. Um, as much as people say, oh, it's because the youth and the people, they use the Twitter and da, 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 da. No, it's because some teams finally got good in the Northeast corridor uh, where you have the biggest concentration of U.S. population. For for years and years, the NBA had slogged forward without 
a good team in the Acela corridor, a team that could conceivably get to the finals. So the rise of the Sixers and the rise of the Celtics um, really helped the league get some eyeballs. And it seems like this season, you just don't you, you you don't have any build on top of that phenomenon. And you also have Toronto getting better. And that's not part of the United States of America. So it's been a bad season in terms of ratings for the league. It's been a down year. You don't want to overreact because this stuff bounces around, but it doesn't fit the narrative of the NBA is on the rise. It's on the up. It just nah, hasn't. You don't out. need to. You don't need to. You don't need to panic because Kyrie and KD going to New York, baby. I'm just curious. So is this all taking into account the new modes of watching the it, NBA? Yes, I, I think that that is always the excuse. And look, there are other sports who have saw, seen their ratings go up. The NFL, their ratings went up. Um, I, I, I don't think that there is some magical. Uh, I, so I don't think they're in these Reddit streams. So I'm saying, yeah, well, they don't. Nobody gets paid off of Reddit streams. Is the issue. I mean, maybe the Reddit streams. You know, if the if the league wants to come out and say that our league pass numbers, I bet if the league pass numbers were killing it, the league would want to uh, wear that on their chest and tell us all about it. And I, I, I just, there's just less interest this year. I'm there's curious how many people yet. subscribe to League Pass. I am curious about that. I, I thought I thought uh, Adam Silver on Bill Simmons' uh, podcast on uh, at Slow Conference was actually uh, refreshing oh, because he actually I think conceded that like we need a midseason tournament we need the, the schedule to get more de- uh, compact like seventy or cut down the games we need we need the talk of the NBA to actually translate to the business side of the NBA and I thought it was refreshing to hear Adam Silver I think you know conveying that. This is not optimal. Like, yeah. do you guys this- follow soccer at all? No. All right. So they do like these cup matches in the middle. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. The idea of a midseason tournament, like, so okay, so now I just cannot pay attention, you know, for like Wait, a those, week those, or whatever. Those don't get ratings. The the I soccer gets ratings. The NBA, no one, I think the NBA after players, the of the, the bad players report. don't care. After the, February first, all games must be three on three. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think uh, the NBA we're not going to turn the NBA into hoop it up, okay? Right. We're not going to do that. Yeah. We're not going to do that. Honestly, in. like so many of these problems could be solved. By, by the way, I won the hoop it up championship in uh, 1990 something. I just want to, you know, shout out to 12 year old me. I'm sorry. Hoop it up. Hoop it up's add, great. Add two Love teams, go to 62 games, even schedule one through 16 in the playoffs, and start Christmas Day. Like I know, like you're missing out yeah, on revenue, I'm, I'm and for, the tickets uh, probably have to go up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dave, yeah. That's that's the I know you're I missing know. out on revenue. These billionaires but, don't want to miss out on revenue. I know, and the but you're not. But you're not. So, it's so, already really high. Guys, no, so I think they. I think guys, by cutting guys, games. Let me do my what? best, Winhurst. It's never gonna happen. That's great. Do you think so? Until Adam Silver talked. Adam Silver talking about it and and saying, I think we need to take a fresh look on all this. I think there is. Look, uh, Kevin Arnovitz did a, a talk for 20 minutes at Sloan about why we should make a play for scarcity and cut some games from the schedule so that games matter more, right? Yeah. And that you're going to get – like this, the football model is 16 games. We're not going to get there. We're not going to go to 30 games. We're not going to go to 40 games. But his point was if we get to the 60 to 70 range, you won't – you're cutting 20 games from the schedule that people are already tuning out, already tuning out. Like the local revenue, the the gate revenue – after the all-star break, it's just like, let's fast forward to get to the playoffs because none of our stars want to get hurt. This season right now is all these players are all the stars in the league are trying yep. not to get hurt. Okay. You have less coasting. 
here's how you make the, the I, I don't like the idea of a in-season tournament, but here's how you make that work. You give the players and the teams a shitload of money for winning it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, yeah, you, I, I and it has to be a think, shitload. I, I, like, I, I appreciate Adam Silver thinking out of the box. I just think the NBA, for whatever reason, specializes in reforms nobody wants, and they don't fix the thing like people the actually ball? want fixed. <laughs> Do you remember just, the new basketball? Oh yeah, the God. new basketball. Oh, we, you know what the people want? They want replay review. That's what they want. They want basketball like dribbling to feel sandpaper. Like- Did you ever try one of those? No. <laughs> I just remember Steve Nash hating it. I, that's yeah. all I remember. Hey, you know, all these all these fast breaks are getting disrupted. You know what we need? We need whenever there's a fast break foul to stop the game and have the play refs the go advantage. up the hood. Look at that's it. something it's- they should steal from soccer. Just or, play or the advantage. Just because we all know when a dude is grabbing a dude to stop a, a fast break, how about we just let the ref make that call? Make right, that and z- then and then like football and Dave, like soccer, see if the team wants to accept the penalty. Mm. You know, like allow allow someone to be like, yeah, we we would rather have two free throws than and the ball than actual two points. Like, I think I think I think this this system right now uh, we could we could do so much better. And I know there are a lot of people in the league who think that uh, the league office is too reactive, like too wanting to tweak this too much hell bent on tweaking the system rather than just letting things play out. But I do think that the writing is on the wall when every star in the league, every star in the league has taken games off to rest. That this is not like the 82 game season is over. Is it bad. has been it has been over. And now you have a situation where you could can't you, play. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just saying, could you imagine Tom Brady in the middle of an NFL season? No, he's not injured. It's just he's like he's just resting. Too many, just the games the are too matter. The games matter too much because there's only 16 of them. There are only eight home games. So the the teams are going to play their guys if they're healthy. Now there's just way too much inventory. And I think, yes, owners don't want to cut games. They don't want to cut revenue. But my argument is in the long run, it's going to be a revenue plus and it's not going to be nearly as much of a hit on your revenue as people think. Because I think pe- more people are going to watch, more people are going to care, and the stars Better are going to take less games off. Too. Would you I, guys I, also cut the first round back to five games? Um, yeah, I hate the seven-game first round. No, so I, I, I don't like that. I don't like the idea that the first round has more variance for an upset than, than other cut rounds. Cut them all to five, five games. I would, no, I would be open to no, that. No, I would, I, would be open, I would be open to that. I would listen to it. I, I also think it's important to get it on the same schedule. I think it would be great. The original Arnovitz plan was even fewer games than I, I think you might have been suggesting. And they're all on Tuesday and Thursday, right? Like those are the only NBA I games think, only happen on Tuesday and Thursday. Is super, and, super, important. and maybe like a Saturday showcase like we have now. And then the America understands this is when the NBA is. This is these are the days that the NBA is on, so they can set their clocks to that schedule. Um, you know, because they're not on Top Chef. So I think that 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 would be great as well to build that habit. That that's all I'm saying. And all Kevin said. So, but they, you know, they, the NBA just doesn't do a lot of things that make sense to me. I, I, I don't know why. I know it's easier said than done, but I just see it never happening. I think Brian is probably sadly correct about that. They'll do something with, like with cutting these... it to seventy-eight games and think right. it's a big. Game. Yeah, I know. Right, that's what eighty-game season. <laughs> yeah, you know what that is? It's the it's the let's level off the the odds for the the draft lottery and for the top three people and see how that goes. That's right. such that a was dumb. That was it's such a hack. Just unweight the lottery. <laughs> yeah. That's it. One yes. fourteen chance. This 
This I is agree. so. This is so. I, I think it's bad for the product that people have to ask the question: Should LeBron sit, and so they can tank for their draft pick? Right. I actually would say put all thirty teams in the lottery if you're going to have a draft lottery. Just I don't care if if the Warriors get the number one pick. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, the owners do though. I, I, I know just, they do. It should, be, it should be unweighted lottery. I love that reform. It's simple. I don't think there's some substantial, massive difference. Make it a free agency. No, because, don't do a lottery at all. But don't then teams draft, will tank from eight to the to the lottery. Uh, I no, you did massive cash, but there are massive cash incentives. That's true. For making That's a good playoffs. point. And maybe you give more of a cash incentive to try to prevent that from from happening. I I I, I don't know. I just think exactly. that one makes that free with the agency for established stars in the NBA. We know free agency for college play, high school athletes. Why can't it work for NBA? High school athletes have a free agency that, here, Tom. Because I really like draft night. Yeah, people enjoy it. <laughs> people enjoy draft, it. A lot draft, of content. Draft day is not only a great movie. It's my favorite day of the NBA. Uh, <laughs> I love like draft night is seriously my favorite night of the NBA, no matter what, every single year. <laughs> go to go to draftnight.com slash B2B. You're gonna get free dick pills and you're gonna get a fun experience. <laughs> what am I gonna do? So I am as a quick aside, bringing back the House of Strauss dynamic, uh, and I'm very excited about it. And God, I, I hope you have to make a, a Roman read. Oh my! Well, God. Well, well, I think Jade suggested it. Alex, you've been disappointed with me in the bedroom. He's yeah, supposed to. Like, I'm, it, it's too weird for a podcast I'm doing with my wife to read that ad. Is that too crazy? You no. want me to call in, and, or maybe Jimmy from Vallejo can call in and do the. Yeah, do the read. please. Somebody take it off. <laughs> Ethan, you are far too young for that ad read to be relevant to you in your life. Thankfully. Well, the thing I wanted, child. wanted Allie to do what Stu Gotts does for Dan Lebetard yes. and do the reads, but it just really doesn't work for that particular read. But maybe we should just go with that. Go with it and watch the money come on through oh and shower God. you with dollar bills. Even yeah. think about all the money that it's you can generate from all the subscriptions there. Jade, think about you, it for, for this one. I, I just think it doesn't work for that, for that dynamic. Is that possible? Just I, I audible squirming it. from you in the background. I as Ali talks it. about how she you, needs you more. would be a big favor. You would be doing me a giant favor. I feel. Hey, it's Jade out of nowhere. Read me some. <laughs> Here to tell you about some new pills. Hey, Jay's got a bunch of kids. Want to know how he got them? Roman. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind trying it out. I've been meaning. If I, I've been meaning to, to sign up. So you know what? Let's all get them and just see what. Just try it. Uh, just I, you don't want to. You don't want to <laughs> interrupt the chemistry of your body with that kind of thing, man. Like you. You want to you want to actually know that it's fail it's failure and there's no coming back, and then maybe, just maybe, amen. <laughs> Every time I watch talks, I want to say amen, amen. Is, by the way, this is the opposite of a live read, boss. <laughs> Why? You look like you're in a priest office. He's in a Haitian home. You oh, that's right. Office. That's right. You're in the. Uh, He's forgot. in a confessional. That's, I forgot that's you were still exactly, in uh, these coasts. That's exactly what's happening, Jade. I'm in the doctor's office right now, working on Roman <laughs> clinical trial. Um, when no, else? Ethan. I want to ask Bogut? you about something I heard about. Uh, somebody told me. Yeah, we can get to Bogut, but somebody told me they had um footage or or audio of KD walking into the arena and saying I'm not going to miss this shit or was that some that was type Kyrie. of Kyrie. 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 Yeah, 
Kyrie. Kyrie. Oh, it was Kyrie that did that <laughs> during the fog <laughs> of the weekend. Though, though they do, they have become the singularity. They are just one super bean of discontent at yes, this point. Yes, just ups, upset. You know, just <laughs> constantly pissed off. Why are you asking me that? Why? Who, who, I don't get. Who, I don't get why that would be interesting. I don't get why anything is interesting. Uh, the stuff I've been doing for ten years, I don't get why I, anyone would think what, it's interesting. What I love is these. I, I I know I'm going to perhaps be critiqued as somebody who's sticking up for the media, but I I I, I do get annoyed with these lemmings when one of these dudes, uh, like Kyrie, gets mad at the question, like that's a dumb question. What was he supposed? Is I, I don't know when Kyrie was asked, what's your confidence level in this team? That's not a dumb question. That's not a hard question to respond to. That's it's a, a very, softball. That's a weird a question to respond question. to in that manner. I mean, wouldn't you just say, look, I have confidence in our team, but at the same time, we got to do the job. We got to get it together. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, Uncle Drew, the movie. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like, <laughs> When 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 you when you're you leaving the it? team, I saw it. When you when 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 when, when you're leaving the when, team, and part of it is because of your lack of confidence, <laughs> like that question takes on a whole other meaning. That's what like that's what I feel like is happening. Maybe I'm projecting stuff. You know what that. it is. I think these guys don't want to lie. I think people don't like to lie. Yes, yes. KD doesn't want to lie. Kyrie doesn't want to lie. And why are so, you guys making me lie to you? There is a lot of resentment that can verbal up. Like, why are you making me lie? Wait, then I don't. Why did, then why did KD lie during that whole press conference rant to you? <laughs> he lied throughout that whole thing. Well, nobody like. I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm not trying to get aggregated, but nobody likes having to lie. I'm not I think something aggregated. I think the I think reason Bomani's- why you lie though, uh, Ethan, is because for the same reason why if your wife asks you if oh she boy. looks fat in that dress, you say, "Hell no! Are you crazy?" Ask me to lie first. It's amazing. <laughs> Ask me to lie first. <laughs> do I look fat in this dress? I don't Who's know what, why, why. Why is that an interesting question? Why? Why would I? Why do I? Why would I want to answer that? Who's this girl in your phone? It's not relevant. Ask me, ask it's me really not lie. relevant. My opinion doesn't matter. I just want to go out and play some games. Look. <laughs> Look, I just want to hey, use I my thought, phone. Hey, why didn't you do the dishes? I don't. I don't know anybody's shit. <laughs> Are you going to do the dishes this summer, Zach? Please Are you do the dishes. Please, someone. Respond to their significant other in nothing but Kyrieisms <laughs> for just a day can and somebody, chronicle it. Zach's trying I will Venmo you a hundred dollars. I, I <laughs> want a super cut of cranky superstar from the season. I want somebody to just make a YouTube compilation of of the wow. entire thing of all of these strange. We're through the looking glass meta commentary on the interview because you don't like what's going on with the team and being you asked. Put- can you put the seat down? You know what? I called LeBron last week because <laughs> I just uh, I just had to talk to him about you know I'm sorry. I'm yeah, we sorry. need that supercut, Ethan. It's like uh, when Lebatar does the parade of gas bags. They, yes. they played the, a mean one about the yes. 2016 cash yes. the other day. Oh. So, the, my favorite of that one was when Amin was like, I don't think I've ever been so right about something. <laughs> like, you can't play this style of defense with them. You can't, dude. I was dying, dude. Well, you know what happens, too, if we're talking about these guys in line? I think some of the guys who hate the media the most are some of the more honest guys 
because they feel like they're going to get put in a position where according to their code, they can't lie and they don't want to be put in that position. I think DeMarcus Cousins has a little bit of that. He's got some other stuff going on as well, but people say that dude's just honest. That dude doesn't. Doesn't him bullshit. and John Wall. Him and John Wall. But here's the thing, though, right? Like when John Wall, <laughs> when John Wall calls Bradley Beal his sidekick or his one B or whatever, right? And it sounds like, however it sounds, and maybe he shouldn't be saying stuff like that about a teammate who's supposed to be helping him win and who has his own ego and things of that nature. But John Wall just being real about how he sees the team. Right? It, it, like, it, it sounds weird, was. It sounds weird, was because no one else talks that way. That's why, uh, it sounds that's why if everyone talked exactly. that way. We wouldn't, it wouldn't register as anything yeah. significant. Yeah. Well, I think, um, Andre is a little bit like that out here where he doesn't like to do interviews and he tries to run away from the situation. It's because if you start talking with him, he is going to start honestly communicating how he feels. And I don't want that. Not, uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of members of the media. Let's just say he wouldn't trust. Uh, he would he would judge the book by its cover. Oh, That's what I would say. Oh boy! I think Ethan can back that up. <laughs> I know Ethan can back that up. <laughs> no, I, I I disagree. <laughs> I think he I think that is part of a shtick. I don't think that's the truth. I don't mm. think I don't think that's. I don't are you think that. Are you so saying that Andre is so more open to talking to you than people think, Ethan? I mean, I think people know. I've done multiple interviews with Andre. I think that's. I think that's fairly. So you think his whole like "get your old white out of touch ass out my face" thing is just a shtick? It's just an excuse he's using to just because he just doesn't want to engage anybody. It's fun. No, he's having fun. Andre likes to fuck with people. That's that's what it is. And there are different ways that different people can react to it. And I've seen reporters get really offended by it or really put off by it because he's making the subtext text. Like I've, I've seen people who just they, they get mad and they hate him for it. But I don't know. I mean, maybe I've just known him for years and the way with Andre, you just, you just kind of roll with it and you joke around too. And you don't have to get, you don't have to get defensive about it, I guess is what I'm saying. But well, I guess it's natural. That, that bogey is coming back. Um, I was very surprised. I was very surprised by it. I, I would like to, I would like to act as though, Oh, I knew that this such a thing could happen and I saw this coming and blah, blah, blah. But I, I didn't think that, the relationship between the two sides was good enough to facilitate this. And so I want to read what, what Marcus is going to say on it. Uh, He's going to have an article on it. We've been talking about it. We went to shoot. Well, we went to practice yesterday and we were asking people in the know about it. Um, But it seems like it was a decision that was widely supported. And even though Bo gets a little rough around the edges, and he could be one of these guys who pisses people off because he'll say the thing uh, without regard for how it makes people feel because it's how he honestly feels. I guess after some time has passed, people are saying, yeah, let's let, let's bring him back. You know, it's going to be awkward if they win the title and he's the only guy to go visit Trump at the White House or <laughs> I don't think. I don't think he's that guy. I, I, I no, think, yeah, no, he's not. Yeah, but but it's interesting. It's like Spencer Hawes is that guy. Like Spencer Hawes is. Yeah, Spencer Republican. Hawes. Like I am a I am an American Republican. I think Bogut is just a shit stirrer. I think our whole country could collapse, and he would just laugh at us from Australia. It's not really, it's not really something. I 
I mean, maybe, maybe he would do it. You know, maybe he would go, maybe he would go to the white house just to rile people up. I could see something like that. What's he going to do? I mean, I'm assuming they want him to play. But like, no. what's the no, role? I think he's, he's I think a insurance. Break, he's a break okay. glass break, in case of yeah. emergency. Yeah. Exactly. So he's Anderson Verajal. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, he's but Anderson Verajal was getting minutes. But, but <laughs> well, mm-hmm. Steve Kerr yeah. does love him some random minutes to a player yeah. who shouldn't be on the court. So maybe he'll get minutes too. I yeah. think. I think it's. Um. I think it's uh, insurance, but also, man, I was looking at those Australia highlights. He, no, he no, some no, no, like no, he's, no, he's no, 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 Ethan, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm so looking at you. Logan, I love Logan you. Logan no. is better than when we're he not, does. No, not I'm not saying, I'm not saying that he's going to be dunking on dudes like he did in Australia. I'm just saying he's, he's in shape. He's really in shape. So, you know, maybe you could get some, some utility in the backup minute. So yeah, it, it made sense overall when you looked at the buyout market, I think. And um, but I'm surprised. I'm very surprised. I didn't expect I didn't expect to have Andrew Boga back in my life. I, I thought that 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 epoch was over. I mean, if you listen to the podcast I did with him, we were talking about it all like it was distant past that would never happen. That would never happen again. Right. So it's uh, it's I, it's strange. I just think it's an interesting thing to bring mm-hmm. that dude into the fold with the way that locker room is functioning right now. Right. With the KD and Dre, Draymond stuff, with just everything around KD in general. And mm-hmm. I like like you just said. Andre, I mean, Steph is the absolute best at it, right? Like, he dissects a question. He knows exactly how boring to be every single question, right? Right. Um, Clay Thompson, also pretty good at it, right? Although Clay will have an honest moment every now and again, just because he's just, you know, he's that type of guy. I wonder what introducing a voice like Bogut back into the fold will be like for these guys. I don't know if... So it's not going to be like the past where he was a starter and you put him behind the banner and everybody's asking him all these questions. So I don't think there is going to be as much exposure. I mean, uh, weeks can pass between somebody like McKinney or Damian Lee um, talking in an interview, right? I mean, maybe maybe Bogut's going to talk on the level. But those guys aren't vets, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm imagining that they've had this conversation. Yeah. Well, yeah. yesterday, yesterday's practice, uh, we showed up, you show up at 1145, uh, because the doors can open then. And they didn't let us in until well over an hour later. It might've been 1 PM when they let us in. So whatever was happening in practice was taking a long time. When we got in there, there were executives from basketball ops on the court. Bob Myers was there. Rich Kleiman was there. Which I, I don't I can't remember the last time I've seen Rich Kleiman at Warriors practice. And so it, it without knowing exactly went down, it would seem as though there had been some sort of meeting or some sort of discussion, something that may have extended practice uh, longer than usual before media gets let in. So this is just this is pure speculation because um, we, we, we didn't really ask them about what was up with practice taking so long, but I do wonder if it was one of those typical NBA things of Bob talks to the team and says, well, you know, we're bringing in Bogut, uh, we're going to have to maybe cut one person. This is the deal, blah, 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 blah. Here's why everybody should still be happy and still continue to do their jobs. Well, that's what I'm guessing. That's what I'm uh, guessing. 
when do they have to make that decision of who they're going to cut? Because uh, Damian Jones is on. He's he's safe right now, right? I thought they had uh, an open roster yeah. spot. Um, I'm trying to remember what's going on with the roster spot. Well, I'm I'm just saying if they need to cut somebody, that's right. what, what would have been announced. Oh, got it. So that's yeah, uh, they have one now, but I th- I feel like there was something with Damian Jones. And again, I'm not sure. I didn't have it. I don't have it pulled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but that's a lot of what the NBA is, by the way. I remember a friend of mine sat in on a coaches meeting once, and he was shocked by how much of the coaches meeting was just about how to feed players shit sandwiches, how to break some bad news to them and not have them completely go into a funk and have them continue to do their jobs. Just, okay, we're going to have to tell them that he's not going to be starting. How do we do this? What do we say? Do you want to handle it? You say this, you say that. So a lot of the job behind the scenes is that kind of, um, emotional management and so but that's what i feel like what made somebody like phil jackson such a genius right it's not that oh i i run text winners offense it's like no i get these guys to run it well and i can bring personalities in and we're still functioning as a unit um cohesively even though i got rodman i got jordan i got ron harper i got a bunch of personalities around here but we're able to coalesce and that's a function of people management skills, bro. Like, there's no two ways about it. That's, that's the most important. important. It's the most important thing about being a coach in the NBA, I think. Right? Because the talent is what really matters. It's not your system or whatever. Yeah, your system can can stagnate guys and it can highlight guys, but the, the emotional part. The emotional part, right? Like that's that's the stuff managing the egos and all that. Yeah. Was that, well, that a Brad Stevens dig, Dave? Uh, I didn't didn't mention him. I know. <laughs> didn't mention him. <laughs> well, it's easy. It's just easier said than done. And I've seen Steve give somebody that talk. I've been in the locker room when Steve walks in and 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 tells a guy that he has to go down to Santa Cruz. And there's a particular way to do it. And it would be rather down easy to one, do it poorly. Highway one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drive. Yeah, get down the windy, windy one. Stop at the stop at the Swanton Berry Farm, get some fresh strawberries. Uh, that's the way to go. <laughs> I'm sure that's what uh, that's oh, what the mystery uh, spot is that down there. Uh, mystery spots like in between San Jose and and Santa, Santa Cruz and the. Yeah. What's that good way, Brazil? Yeah. What's that good Brazilian Asai place in Santa Cruz? Oh, uh, it's called Cafe Brazil. It's, it's yeah, world famous. But yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, you can go there. Maybe that's what Steve includes. Like if you, you know, you, we're, we're going to have to send you down. But if you had these acai bowls, like if you had these, <laughs> if you tried You can this, order them online. It's real great. <laughs> They're really good. They're really good. So, no, it's it's it, it, it's part of the job. And some something like adding Bogut is not going to be a big deal to any of the Warriors players we typically debate and discuss. But other people will probably have to be clued into what it means. Kevon Looney might need a little talk. Cousins might need a little talk about what it means for him. Damian Jones, all of this, um, Jerebko. So I think um, that's that's all part of it. That's all part of it. And I can again, see Demarcus Cousins and and Andrew Bogut either completely hating each other and wanting to rip each other's heads off, or just becoming really good friends. I think yeah, I think those are the friends. only two ways. I think they'll get along because I just think that they have more similar personalities than you would imagine. And I think that they, now that they're on the same team, they would embrace it as opposed to if they're against each other, they would hate it about. 
And also, Clay gets one of his friends back because uh, the Warriors keep uh, shipping out Clay's friends, and so finally, Clay. Finally, Clay gets another friend. I think that's another part. Who they ship? Who they ship out before? Zaza. Oh, Harrison. Zaza. Oh, Harrison was a big was a big Clay <laughs> oh, yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, Harrison. Harrison was a Clay friend. Uh, Verizhao was a Clay friend. Zaza was a Clay friend. Was uh, Was Barbosa a Clay guy? Uh, Barbosa is everybody guy. Everybody yeah, guy, right? Like, yeah, everybody I don't loves know if that was so Clay specific. So uh, is this know, this is all about Clay's free agency? Is what you're saying? Um, <laughs> I don't expect Andrew to be. Did it, they didn't bring any KD friends in. <laughs> They're gonna it, cut it's, Quinn it's Cook. Just Quinn Kyrie. Cook. It's that's just Quinn Kyrie. That's yeah. Good. What if they cut Quinn Cook to make room? And, they, and, and, and Bob oh, Myers is just. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> That'd be great for the athletic. <laughs> and then and then and then the Knicks add <laughs> Quinn Cook to the roster. <laughs> <laughs> or he gets a he gets a chairman of the board position at a uh, thirty five ventures. Oh yes, oh yes. Gets a little spot at that boardroom table, talking with Steve Ballmer. Who is this show appealing to, by the way? I I, I talked about it with it Allie on the podcast. It appeals to Kevin Durant. I don't know. It appeals to Kevin Durant. That's it. It's simply, hey Kevin, please be on on our our screen. That's all it is. He wasn't. He, I, I watched part of the first one, which is about shoes, and I watched part of the second one, which is about. I th- it was team owners, and KD wasn't even in it. How often it is Joe Fan sitting around going, you know, I really love sports. I'm really into sports. I like watching sports. But what I really want is for these guys to get on a TV show and give me investment advice. That's what I really want. That's what I really want for my sports. That's that's what I'm into. I want, uh, you know, I, I make around, you know, 60K a year, but I really want these guys giving me some entrepreneurial advice yeah. so if I, I won know. the lottery tomorrow yeah, I wonder I, how I, I would invest it I, I, I want Kevin Durant uh, to tell me how I could become a mogul that's that's what I want you know what and, it is even want... they're they're, uh, they're trying to get that showtime crowd Ooh, that's what they're that doing crowd yeah, yeah. yeah.